Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to episode 804 of The Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one thing. Janet. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. 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 Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. They said his face was meant for radio. They said that he'd look good on radio. Everybody told him where to go. And they're telling me where to go, and that is Fanboy Expo in Lakeland. That's happening this weekend as we get ready to upload this episode. It's happening this Saturday and Sunday. That's March 12th and 13th at the Lakeland Convention Center. That's really close to Tampa. would be the best way to put it. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. It's kind of right smack in between Orlando and Tampa. Right on I-4. Uh-huh. Very easy to get to. Easy to get to. In a very nice big location. Was taking a look at the map of the uh, of the uh, facility, the the arena, the the venue. I guess is what they call it. Uh, very nice. I've been to Lakeland many times, and it's in a very uh, very pretty area uh, in downtown Lakeland. Would be the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And actually, it'd be your first uh, visit, correct, Kimmy? That's right. And the activities are starting this Saturday, and I mean it's just full of celebrities, which we're going to be. Uh, Talking about here on the Riley and Kimmy Show and some other things as well that are associated with Fanboy Expo Lakeland happening this weekend. Now, Kimmy, I want you to keep thinking about Fanboy Expo when we get ready to play a certain game. Would you like to play a certain game? Yeah. You would like to play Nerd Trivia? Yes. All right, it's time for Nerd Trivia. We might throw the word geek in there as well, Nerd and Geek Trivia. Now, I want you to think of one thing, Kimmy, before you answer any of these questions. I want you to think Fanboy Expo Lakeland. I want you to keep that in mind with this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show's Nerd Geek Trivia, okay? Got it. All right, so just keep... Keep in your mind, Fanboy Expo Lakeland, okay? okay. Uh-huh. Before you just spot out that answer. All right. All right. So here we go with question number one. Right. You are ready. I just want to make sure. I'm ready. You're alert. Yes. Wide awake. Yes. All right. Here we go with question number one with Nerd Geek Trivia here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Now, Kimmy, the first question is, in 2005, TV Guide ranked which TV star as number 50 on its 50 sexiest stars of all time list. Could it be Barbara Eden? It could be, but it is not. Who is it? Oh. Um. Wow. Catherine Bach? No. Um, Number John Schneider? <laughs> no. It's not Ed Asner. No, it's not Ed Asner. That is surprising. Don Wells? It is Don Wells. Oh. 
Oh. Who played Marianne. Okay. On Gilligan's Island. Did I throw you a curveball there, Kimmy? Yes, you did. Yeah, that's me. Okay, Kimmy, here we go. Are you ready for the next question? Uh Uh-huh. This is an audio clue. Now, you tell me the name of this TV show from its theme. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Here we go. Tell me the name of that TV show. I I Dream of Genie. Wow. Was that a question or was that a statement? There? I Dream of Genie. I Dream of Genie is the answer Kimmy gives, and she is 100% correct. Now, what's kind of interesting, that is not the original theme to the TV show. Did you know that? No. The first season had a different theme. The one that you know of that we just played there, and I think everybody knows that one, um, it, it replaced something else. It replaced the first season, which... Did not air in syndication. Hmm. Uh, the reason was the first season was shot in black and white. And mm. when they colorized the show, they decided to change the theme as well. So they changed the theme to... Well, they changed the theme from, I should say. The original theme was this. It was more of a jazzy theme. Here's the original theme to I Dream of Genie. There you go. That's the very first uh, theme that ran for the first season. Alrighty. Did you like that? I like the other one better. See, the first one kind of reminds me, and I, I'd have to check the dates. I have, I'm not certain, but for some reason, part of the passage to the first theme reminds me of Doris Day's "K Sera Sera." Oh a yeah. Bit. Does do you feel that or hear that? I do too. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know if the same person composed that, uh, or you know originally did that. It's kind of it's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the first theme's a little. I don't know. I mean, they they label it as a jazzy type thing, but I don't know if it really you know would be called that hmm. or not. All right, Kimmy, here's the question for you: What year did the show "I Dream of Genie"? What year did it first air? Um, sixty four. Nineteen sixty five. What network did "I Dream of Genie" first air upon? Where did it debut? Which one? NBC. That, wow, you good job. You knew that. Debuted on Saturday, September 18th, 1965, one evening after Hogan's Heroes debuted in 1965 as well. And uh, let's see, that uh, debuted on CBS TV on Friday evening, Hogan's Heroes. Okay. I know you you love that show too. Never saw it. You never saw Hogan's Heroes? Nope. You don't know who Colonel Clink is or Sergeant Schultz or anybody? Okay. Mm -mm. When did the last I Dream of Genie show air? 69? May of 1970. Oh. Yes. 
Now, when asked why the show went off the air, Barbara Eden has been quoted as saying that producers felt they had enough episodes for a syndication sale and the show had lost viewers. Do you know why it lost viewers? Hmm. There was something that happened on the show that Barbara Eden says caused viewers to leave the show. Is it because they got married? That's right. She says when Tony and Jeannie got married, viewers started to fall off like a lot. And Sidney Sheldon and the star, her opposite star, which is a question coming down the road. Matter of fact, her opposite two other stars agreed with her later on. Mm. They said, yep, you're right. Now, what show was on the air longer? I Dream of Genie or Bewitched? Genie? Mm. Okay. You think Genie was on longer? Mm-hmm. It was not. Jeannie was on a total of 139 episodes from 1965 to 1970. Bewitched was on for 254 episodes oh. from 1964 to 1972. Now, you know what's kind of weird about uh, the, uh, the, the situation of those shows is if you'll, if you'll notice one of the plot devices they had, Jeannie had a evil sister. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And... The other show, Bewitched, had an evil relative as well. Right. Portrayed by both leads. Right. Okay? The person who created that on Bewitched, the writer, Mm -hmm. he was also a writer on I Dream of Jeannie. Wow. And he was writing things on both shows. I Dream of Jeannie had no problem with that. Mm -hmm. Bewitched didn't know he was writing on both shows. Oh. And when they found out, guess where he went? Uh Uh-oh. He went to the curb. But also what's kind of interesting is the guy... Like Paul Lynn, who is Uncle Arthur on Bewitched, also plays in episodes of I Dream of Genie. Oh. The one who plays Dr. Bombay on Bewitched plays on episodes of I Dream of Genie. Oh. I mean, it's it's bizarre. Huh. They did do some sharing okay. there. All right. It's kind of weird. And actually, <laughs> Bewitched accused I Dream of Genie of stealing. So there's an episode where they have a chimp in I Dream of Genie. Uh-huh. Do you remember they're trying to train the chimp for space? Oh, okay. Do you remember him? And, and the episode they're trying to tra- train the chimp, his name is Sam. Ah. That, that's why they named him Sam. Oh. To, you know, give the finger <laughs> to Bewitched. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Now, what's kind of cool the uh, of history it is, according to Sidney Sheldon in his autobiography, he talks about that the first season, the first season of I Dream of Genie was shot in black and white because they didn't believe the show would last more than one season. Hmm. And he personally offered to pay $400 extra each week for the show to be color. Wow. But Screen Gems executive Jerry Himes advised Sidney to not do this because he said, you're throwing your money away. This show will not go beyond the first season. So that's why it was filmed in black and white the first season. And then it got picked up for season two and they went color. Now, what's interesting is he was willing to spend the money out of pocket. Mm-hmm. In 1965, that was really when the end of black and white television, the season where it starts to come to a conclusion, because there's a memo that goes out by ABC Network, and to match up against other competition, NBC's pushing color, ABC decides to go all color, and they, they warn every single show, they say, if you're going to be you know part of the 1966 lineup, your show has to be produced in color. If it is not, it's gone. We will, mm. we will not put it back on. Examples, combat went to color. Okay, it was a black and white series, was successful, but they decided to make it color to continue it. 
one that did not, that I know history, it's forgotten. And it would not be forgotten if it had just been colorized. And that is Honey West. Honey West, with the beautiful Anne Francis, was way ahead of its time. And it was the 1965 season. I urge anybody just to check it out. It's, it's a groovy show. It is ahead of its day. It had one strike against it because of the time period, meaning the, the, the social setup of America. It was kind of hard for mainstream America, especially some households, to see a strong woman. And Anne Francis's character, Honey West, definitely was an empowered female. She didn't need a guy to save her at all. Mm-hmm. And it was very James Bondish and sort of it was influenced actually by the Avengers because um, Aaron Spelling had seen the Avengers, and I'm not talking about Tony Stark Avengers. I'm talking about the British version. And it, that was an influence, but he found out about the books of Honey West, had, which had been a success, and he decided to adapt that to TV. Really a cool show. It's got the AC Cobra thing. She's got this this really cool cat you know, named Bruce. I mean, it's an ocelot. <laughs> and there's just so many things, and gadgets and James Bondy kind of things, but the show was in black and white. And... He was told by ABC, yep, we'll pick it up for 66, but it's got to be color. He refused. Aaron Spelling refused to spend 400 extra dollars a week to make it color. So the show got canceled. Rumor is, legend is, in in some reads and some uh, writings, that that show was going to be lined up with Batman. And so you would have had, Anne, you know, Batman on maybe first and then Anne Francis on one night with that. That would have been, I mean... We would know who she is today. Everybody would. They go, oh, yeah, I know that that really cool show from the, the 60s. Mm. Right now, I mean, you're hard-pressed to find somebody who knows Honey West. Mm-hmm. I mean, only person I know of who really knows Honey like I do is our good friend Jim Kara of Carousel's Collectibles, who, by the way, will be at the uh, Fanboy Expo in Lakeland. He will be uh, selling some collectibles there. Be sure to stop by his tables. Uh, he, he, too, loves Honey West. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for original Honey West. There was Honey West action figures, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. And comic books and stuff like that. He and I both uh, look for that. So okay. there you go. A little side note about black and white TV and color TV. Genie, it survived because it went color, even though you know, some didn't think it was going to survive after the first season. Mm-hmm. But it did. By the way, was Larry Hagman a hard person to work for, Kimmy? Do you think he was hard to work with? No, oh, I imagine he was. Now, according to sources, Larry Hagman could be so hard to work with during production that they considered replacing him with another actor. They were going to write him off and have Jeannie go to somebody else. Now, wow. he, he was not the original person that was considered for the role, but he beat somebody out for the role, and they decided to go back to the person he beat out. And it came very close. They wrote the story about Tony losing Jeannie and somebody else finding her, that original person who had tested. That's what was going to happen. But... Big powers at the network said, nah, we kind of like the way Larry Hagman tests and the way he looks, and the audience likes him. So they okay. left that. Any clue who who would have been the person? And I'm going to tell you what, there's no way you, I think you'll guess it. I'll have to throw some clues out to you, okay? Um, Lyle, Lyle Wagner? That's interesting, but no, not Lyle Wagner. This person, to me, is more rougher, okay? More grittier. And here we go. I'll give you two clues, all right? Okay. First one, the following. He's the original person to play Oscar Goldman in the $6 million man movie. Oh. And he would eventually play somebody who fights or hunts, fights, and writes about monsters. Darren McGavin? Yeah, Darren McGavin was the original. He was up for the role, and Larry Hagman beat him for that role, and then 
They wanted to go back and bring him back in. Huh. That's how difficult he was. And also sources said Hagman was you know, kind of drunk through a lot of the scenes, which mm-hmm. makes me want to look at these now, wondering which ones he was mm-hmm. and wasn't. You know, kind of. Here's a trivia question for you. What did he play after playing the role on I Dream of Genie? Well, he, he played on Dallas, of course. J.R. Ewing. That's Ewing. Right. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he played that guy. Yeah, that he, guy. He played J.R. Ewing. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what he became known for. Was he mean to her? I don't know. I can't find out. I hope not. You know, but uh, that that's kind of kind of a bizarre thing when you think about it. Hmm. All right, Kimmy, here we go. Audio clue. Tell me the name of this character from I Dream of Genie. I'm sorry. Uh, The uh, Reverend Weems uh, asked me to tell you they had to leave to perform the baptism. And he asked me uh, to take over the rehearsal. Uh, Now, Amanda, you just stand right where you are. I'm going to stay right where I am. This is where you told me to stand. Amanda, what's the matter? Nothing's the matter with me. I always cry at weddings. (laughs) This isn't a wedding. It's only a rehearsal. All right, Kimmy, give me the name of that male actor. Or the character he played. The character. Um, Yeah, yeah, I can see him. Yes. Come on, he's the one trying to find out about Genie all the time, and he can't. Mm-hmm. He's, I, he's the one that thinks, you know, the astronaut's crazy. I know. He's the one that really does. He thinks he's off his nut. He's the one that's always I'm testing I'm blanking him. on his name. Doctor. All I can think of is Bombay, and that's you're, the wrong well, show. Well, you're in the right letter, though. Dr. Bellows. Bellows. All right, Kimmy. Who played the part of Genie's sister? Barbara Eden. Not, very good. How old is Jeannie on the show? The character. Um, Do you need clues? Like 300 years old? Do you want the clues or do you want to throw that one as your answer? I'll keep that as my answer. You should have taken the clues. Oh. All right. Do you want the clues? Yeah. All right. I'll the, take the clues. All right. The clues. Is she 7,000 years old? 10,000 years old? 500 years old or 2,000 years old? 500? She is 2,000 years old. Oh. So when you see her at Fanboy Lakeland, Fanboy Expo Lakeland, say, my God, you don't you don't look 2,000 years old. Okay. I don't know if that go over very well. Mm. Although, which is funny, Don Wells has referred to herself as 1,000 years old before. Oh. She goes, yeah, I'm 1,000 years old. So, yeah. It just depends on how you probably put that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in the first season, Jeannie's bottle was green. But since the season was filmed in black and white, it didn't matter. What color was her bottle in the color versions? Pink. Do you want clues? Okay, I'll take clues. Are you sure, Kimmy? I can give you clues or you can throw your answer. You could be right. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. I was just trying to be fair here. I was going to give you some clues. Do you want your clues? Because pink is one of the clues. Sure. You want pink or do you want the clues? Pink. You want th- okay, you're wrong. It was purple. Well, pink and purple. It was purple. It was two tone. It was purple, Kimmy. The official I Dream of Genie trivia says it was purple because the choices are purple, gold, silver, or pink. Mm. It is purple. Now, are you ready for this one? I suggest you The inside was pink. I didn't ask about the inside. You didn't, you didn't specify. You're arguing with the show. Inside or Kimmy, outside, did you? Kimmy, do you want me to get the buzzer? We haven't used the buzzer in this episode. Now, Kimmy, are you ready for the next one? I would suggest you take the clues in the next one, okay? Okay. All right. What language did Jeannie speak when she met Larry Hagman's character for the very first time? 
on the beach. Did she speak Arabic? Did she speak Persian, French, or did she not speak at all? She didn't speak at all. Incorrect. The answer is Persian. Okay. In the opening scene. Because he says he's frustrated with her. He can't talk. And he goes, I wish, he goes, I find a genie and I wish he could speak English. And she starts speaking English. Mm. You got to see that first episode. It's kind of cool. Okay. Genie's harem outfit was usually pink. What other color was it? Green. Now, how did you know that? That was the sister. Yes, but not, no. It was originally hers in an episode. She had a green one, and they decided to retire it and use it for the twin, well, the the evil. Mm. Actually, and what was the name of her sister? Sabrina? No. No. That's that's the other one. It's a trick question. She doesn't have a name. She's Jeannie, too. Oh, okay. So it's a trick question. Now, what color hair did Jeannie's evil sister have? Black. That's correct. Now, what did Jeannie have to do to perform her magic? Do you need um, some clues here? Head nod. Head blink. N- what? What is it? Head nine. Head nod and blink. That's correct. For outside of the first season. First season, she had to cross her arms mm-hmm. and do that. But they decided to change that. Uh, you know that part. Now. Her master. Tell me the name of her master. Tony. Last name? Tony. Oh, I'm drawing a blank again. N. Begins with an N. Give up? Yep. Nelson. Nelson. What rank was he when he found her? Um, I don't know. Captain? That's correct. Most people don't realize that because after, shortly after they became what rank? Admiral? (laughs) He became... Major. Major. Yes, Major. Major Nelson. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, Kimmy, I'm with you here. Now, what part of Jeannie's anatomy did the censors not allow the show to show? Belly button. But you realize they got past that for three seasons? Yeah. And they didn't notice it. You'll, in the first three seasons, you'll see her belly button a lot. And somebody made a comment to somebody that, you know, uh, it's not covered. And the censors all of a sudden became aware of it. And then they, they had a, you know, so, you know, it's kind of a strange thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We know the master's name. Now, what was his best friend's name? Major Healy. That, wow. Let's see if he can get his first name. Can you do that? Um... Hmm. Not Mark. Give up? Yep. Roger. Roger. Now, who played that role? Oh, I don't know the actor's name. Okay, that actor would go on to play on another comedy for a long period of time. What comedy? Can you tell me? Bob Newhart. Oh, very good. Can you tell me who he did, what, what his role was? He was a neighbor. He was a neighbor. I'll accept that. What was his occupation? He was... um. Uh, annoying. <laughs> he yeah. was the annoying neighbor who was kind of neurotic and also a... Um, his son's name was Howie. Little Howie, because mm-hmm. he was Big Howie. Mm-hmm. He was an airplane pilot. He was a pilot. That's right, airplane pilot. Remember that? Yeah. Okay, his name was Bill Daly. Okay. How do you think he did so far? Eh. A little disappointing. Why? I I should, I should know all that. Well, you're just going to have to watch some more television before... The big event. Okay. More information about Fanboy Expo at fanboyexpo.com. But quickly, Kimmy's going to run down 
some of the celebrity guests who will be appearing besides Barbara Eden from I Dream of Jeannie. Who else will be at Fanboy Expo Lakeland? Well, Don Wells, Marianne from Gilligan's Island, Ed Asner, we all know as Lou Grant, among other things. He played the uh, old man in Up. Also, from Dukes of Hazard, we've got the boys, John Schneider and Tom Wopat, as well as Catherine Bach. Also, the voice of Space Ghost, George Lowe. Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy. And we've got Vern Troyer, Mini-Me. John Heater from Napoleon Dynamite. And Butch Patrick from the Munsters. Yeah. Eddie Munster. Yes, Butch Patrick from uh, from the Munsters and also from Lidsville. And it's really interesting. I was talking to somebody before sitting down for episode 804, and he was just all fanboying because Butch Patrick is going to be at Fanboy Expo Lakeland. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to be kidding me. The Munsters? I said, yeah. I mean, he's looking forward to it. Hmm. He's like... The guy that had the wolf-wolf dial on his hands? I said, yeah, the guy that had the wolf-wolf dial on his hands. Oh, he was freaking out. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I got to go. I said, well, you do have to go. You you don't want to miss this nerd event, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And there's even more guests than that. Yes, there are quite a few others. Now, one of our good friends, a artist, will be on hand. Yo, you're a, you're a real good drawer. That's right. The very good drawer and writer and creator. Matter of fact, he's also a puppeteer. Martin Dunn will be in the house, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, he is in the row that we're in. Uh, we're sort of like table mates, sort of. We're like a table away from from the, the puppet master. Can I call him that? Puppet master artist? I guess I can. The mm-hmm. puppet master artist, the wild man of comics, as I like to call him, Martin Dunn. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun time, right, Kimmy? Yes. And you know, I made a mistake here. I didn't look up the exact number we're at. And... <laughs> I'm not going to put it out here. I'll put it on our Facebook page. I will say this much. We're right across from Barbara Eden, Don Wells, and Ed Asner. That's awesome. I mean, that's how you can find us. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you know, you're going to see them first. Trust me. We understand that. So when you get done visiting Don Wells and, you know, uh, Barbara Eden and Ed Asner, just turn behind them. Turn around. That's right. And the crazy guy with the puppets, <laughs> the one playing with his puppets, will be Martin Dunn. And then we will be to the right of Martin Dunn. Well, to the left, if you're looking at us. Uh, he will be to uh, something like that. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Uh, Kimmy's direction is probably better than mine. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. We will be really, you can't, you know, you won't be, just look for Kimmy. You can't miss Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Right? Can't miss you at all. And you, you won't be able to miss the puppet man either. So when you go there, you know. Take a look for that. Now, something else to check out is Tom Ropp of Pop Culture Playground. He'll have tons of toys and collectibles and possibly comic books with him on hand. He will be at the big show. Be sure to tell Tom we said hello. And Mike's Comics and Collectibles. If you're looking for that special pop vinyl or something else, because he has collectibles, toys. He has some very nice statues and things like that he'll be bringing with him. Stop by his table. Very good friends to the Riley and Kimmy show. And then... There will be an invasion, an infestation to Fanboy Expo Lakeland. Zombies are coming. These are not your typical type of zombies. These are zombies who are made out of cupcakes. They're called cupcake zombies from Vicious Collectibles. The cupcake zombies. 
from the mad creator. The maniac baker. Eric Waller. He's bringing his cupcake zombies to Fanboy Lakeland. That's right, Fanboy Expo Lakeland. Cupcake zombies from Vicious Collectibles will be on hand. And Eric will be under control, kept under control by General Manager Patty Waller. She'll make sure he doesn't get out of hand. And she'll make sure that those cupcake zombies don't get out of hand either. At Fanboy Expo Lakeland, you want to see these little biters, right, Kibby? Mm-hmm. And with the cupcake zombies will be Funkalicious. Mm-hmm. And Kimmy is a better describer of what Funkalicious is all about than I am. What is Funkalicious all about, Kimmy? Well, it's it's not a pretty sight because it's uh, cupcake zombie meets a pop vinyl. Oh, a no. cute little innocent pop vinyl. And the results are pretty barbaric. Oh, do you really mean that? Barbaric? Yes. I don't know if they're barbaric. They're entertaining. Let's put it that way. Mm. Yes, what happens to, uh, what, what, what is that thing, uh, the My Little Pony? or mm-hmm. Yeah, My Little Pony. Uh, yeah, the cupcake zombies win. Mm-hmm. The minions, the cupcake zombie wins. Mm-hmm. And a certain mouse character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cupcake the zombies win. These make, by the way, very unique gifts. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I, Easter's coming. I am thinking Easter baskets galore, having a cupcake zombie waving uh, or devouring or doing whatever it does in somebody's Easter basket, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And they make great St. Patty's Day gifts. You know what? I, I think, let's let's face it. Somebody might, you know, really get a lot of St. Patty's Day cheer in them. And that might be the perfect time when they have a lot of St. Patty's Day cheer in them to give them a cupcake zombie. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, you look like you're in the right shape for a special St. Patty's Day gift. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be really fun, don't you? Yeah. These are seriously very unique gifts. And check them out. And also their website, which we have a link to right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. You will find something very precious, very special from the Cupcake Zombie People, Vicious Collectibles. And be sure to tell them the Riley and Kimmy shows stop by. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And they smell good, too. Yes. they Don't try to eat them. Yes, they are not edible. I, 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 I have one right here in the studio. It's right next to us right now. The uh, Captain America Cupcake Zombie. It smells like the real thing, but you just cannot eat the guy. It's perfect for people like me who you know can't have cupcakes and things like that because mm-hmm. of diet restrictions. You know, I can't eat that thing. It's not actually, it doesn't tempt me at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I can't eat, I can't eat them anyway. And this definitely reinforces I can't eat it. Right. I mean, I'm not going to eat Captain America cupcake zombie. No, even if I could, I, I, I wouldn't. That's right. Anyway, excellent you gift. You wouldn't be around to tell about it uh, if you tried. Uh, that's right. <laughs> excellent gifts. Find out more from their website, which is available on our website. And by the way, visit our website and you can find links to social media pages like Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, and Facebook, just to name a few. And if your friend follow and like us, we will do the same right back with you. Now, Kimmy, give us that web address. RileyandKimmy.com Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.